0: I hope you're having a great morning so far. I've got a little inspiring quote here to help you have the best day ever. Yeah, this one right here is from somebody from the state. Well, let's just say they know a a thing or two about self-doubt. They know a thing or two about struggle. I'm going to couple two inspiring quotes today. The first one from somebody right here in the state of Alabama. Everything has its wonders even darkness and silence, and I learn whatever state I may be in, they're in to be content. That's from Helen Keller. If you don't know her story, it's amazing, right? At 19 months old, she lost her sight and she lost her hearing. Crazy, right? But she was still a person, though she couldn't see, though she couldn't hear. An amazing story came from her life and she learned how to navigate this world without either. It's pretty big, right? Do you think she had a little self-doubt? Yeah, I would say so, given that she had the disadvantages that not many other people have, yet she had a very successful life. I wanna couple that with another quote that I found. This one is so good. If you don't have some self-doubts and fears when you pursue a dream, then you haven't dreamed big enough. How true that is. You know what your dream should scare you just a little bit because there's no way you could do it on your own that's why i love this verse from hebrews 4:16. let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need what does all this say we've got dreams we've got ambitions we've got plans many times god puts them there Are we going to doubt ourselves when we try to pursue them? You better believe it because we're human. But we can rely on him and we can come boldly into his presence and ask for the support that we really need. So let that inspire you. Let that fuel you today. Hey, you got this because he's got you. And that's the only reason why. Here's Ben Fuller with who I am right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM making your day better. I was just talking earlier here on the show about self-doubt. Whenever we're chasing our dreams, you know, it's not easy to chase those dreams. Lots of times we are very doubtful in our, our own ability to make these things happen. And we're kind of fearful that maybe we're going to run out of the support that we need to even make the journey successful. Well, let me tell you about one guy who, who really, I think, lived that out, but he was very successful in spite of it. I'm talking about this guy that um, developed this, this company that a lot of people know and love. Come out, they come out with these animated movies and they have these, these big theme parks. Yeah, Walt Disney himself, guess what? The man had to file bankruptcy at least twice while he was pursuing his dream. And what's worse than that was his first cartoon that he ever created. Well, it showed amazing promise, but somebody from his own team stole it from him. And he could have just hung it up. He could have been done pursuing his dreams. But he decided to keep moving forward. And if it hadn't been for that one person stealing his first creation, guess who never would have come around? Yeah. Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. So I've just got to tell you, you've got to keep pushing forward. Even if you have roadblocks in front of you. Even if you have failure after failure after failure after failure. If it's something you're passionate about, you've got to keep moving forward, keep striving for that. What I've found is lots of times God puts these huge ideas and these passions in our lives, and he wants us to pursue them. Now, he knows it's not going to be easy, but he's there to help. So just remember that. Oh, and I left out the part about Walt Disney having two nervous breakdowns. Yeah, things got that bad. I mean, we're talking about some really dark times. Yet somehow he was able to pull it out and look at the success that he created. Yeah, pretty big deal, right? So I just wanted to use that as inspiration for you today. You're probably, I don't know, facing a roadblock or two in your life. Are you gonna let them make you stop? Are you gonna use them to kind of fuel you forward? Knowing there's opposition there means that you must be doing something right. So I just wanted to tell you, Keep moving forward, okay? We all need that push from time to time, and I'm glad to give it to you here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Unlike here in Sterling Heights, Michigan, this time of year, it's very, very cold. They're dealing with all kinds of icy precipitation. Well, it kind of got a little weird. You see, not too long ago, um, there was this lady on the road. She was just trying to make a living. Her name is Brianna Fantozzi, and she was making, well, a DoorDash delivery and uh, a grocery delivery to the same house at least she was in the process now keep in mind that brianna is on the road six months pregnant and she's having a really bad day because on this day she got into an accident with her vehicle yeah it left that car unable to drive any farther so what happened next was really cool you see these police officers they live by this motto to protect and serve. Lots of times we forget the serve part, but let me tell you, this guy, Lieutenant Allen, he didn't forgive the serve. Part. He didn't forget the serve part. He decided to go ahead and take all those items from Brianna's car and finish that delivery on his own. <laughs> it was a pretty interesting um, interaction that he had with the DoorDash delivery recipient. Here, take a listen to how it all went down. Hi. I got your
1: DoorDash. Thank <laughs> I'm not sure if you saw what happened. I did not.
2: I'm um, wondering why the police are delivering your DoorDash. Yeah, door
1: she dad. told me that. She okay, got in an accident. She got
2: in an accident. Yeah. yeah so, um, is she
1: okay? Yes.
2: Yeah, so, okay, cool. two things. I don't take
1: responsibility if any of this is inaccurate. No, I understand. And two, if that's Texas Roadhouse, you're lucky if the Rolls <laughs> made it.
3: I'm on a Thank diet you. right now
1: and uh, that would have been questionable <laughs> if I wasn't. So. Thank uh, you
3: so much. Um,
1: yeah, no problem. Yeah,
3: Yes,
4: thank you. I would have gone to the store myself but I have four kids.
0: Well, I understand completely. Thank you. I'm yeah. You too. Lieutenant Allen going above and beyond the call of duty. An amazing guy delivering <laughs> the DoorDash. Making sure it got there. Hey, that's nice stuff, isn't it? Here's Micah Tyler with Icy Grace. I'm so proud of you. You've helped <laughs> me out a lot, dear. More Aww. than a man can ever expect. Oh. You have got to hear this story (laughs) Two strangers. Strangers no more. Mm. Coming up next, right after JJ Weeks Band. I'm afraid that too many times we don't allow ourselves the opportunity to ask the questions that really need to be asked. We just kind of go through this life and we see things happening around us, but we just keep our head down and we just keep moving forward. We don't reach out and find out what's going on with this person or with that person. Strike up a conversation with a stranger. It's just easier not to, right? I mean, you know what you're doing? You go, you went there for a reason, just get it done and go home. Well, I think maybe life should be a, a little more than that. What do you think? We encounter complete strangers on a daily basis. How well do you get to know their story if you never ask them a question? Well, you see, that's where Danielle found herself. She was stopping by the local drugstore in town when she saw this guy outside reading a book and collecting change. His name is Brian. And Danielle was really wondering, what's his story? I think I just want to talk with a guy. So she did. She approached him. They started a conversation that lasted for 25 minutes. We got to learn a lot more about each other. Brian had a story. He would dealt with substance abuse. Mm-hmm. He'd also dealt with the loss of two wives one in an accident and another to cancer and years ago he decided he was just gonna throw in the towel and give up so here he is homeless and Danielle strikes up this conversation little did Brian know that Danielle has a big farm with over 200 animals that have to be taken care of so during the course of the conversation Danielle invited him to come work on the farm It was a match made in heaven, let's just say it that way. It just
2: came from the heart with her, and I gotta thank her every day. He belongs here.
4: (laughs) I feel very happy.
0: She's absolutely loved having Brian around to work on the farm. He's doing a great job, and when she found out what kind of needs he had, well, she decided to get the community involved. Put up some of her own money to make things happen. Brian hadn't had a haircut in two years. She took him to the barber. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have money for clothes and food and things like that. So she rallied the community and gathered funds to help make sure he's taken care of. And they've been looking at a place where he can stay near the farm. It's close to work. Wow. None of this would have come about if Danielle hadn't seen Brian out that day. And hadn't have struck up just a single conversation. One that would change his life for the better and hers at the same time. It is just overwhelming. I can't believe anybody would care that much for me.
2: He has no idea what this has done for me. I've always tried to help when I can. It's, it's not just about the money. Some people need to just talk and if we could get everybody off the street, ideally that would be my one wish, but it takes a lot of people to come together, and that's what has happened for Brian.
0: And it starts with one conversation, with reaching out to one person and learning a little bit more about their story. Believe me, you're the hands and feet of Jesus out in this world, and if you'll take the time and just learn about other people, you're gonna find ways that you can really impact somebody's life. And I bet you, it'll amaze you how many people you can touch. Here's Corey Asbury with Reckless Love, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Usually about this time, I've got the car line competition cranking up. But since today is virtual learning day for most of our kids across our listening area, I thought, hey, you know what? We're going to give it a break today. And we're going to just have some fun here on the radio. I've got some stuff to talk about. And likely, we've got a lot of people sleeping in this morning and some parents that are still trying to figure out what to do with their kids so i'm going to keep the music flowing we'll have some fun stuff to talk about so we'll get back to the car line competition coming up on monday sound good all right stick around i got some great music katie nicole and big daddy weave with god is in this story one granddaughter found out that her grandfather was going to be going on a vacation and didn't want him to be lonely so what did she do she packed peppa pig with mommy pig and daddy pig and George. So the whole family was in his suitcase and he found them while he was on his trip. And what he did next is absolutely going viral. You've got to hear about this. I'll tell you the story coming up shortly right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. This is one kid's show my daughter absolutely adored.
1: Peppa Pig This is my little brother George This is Mommy Pig And this is Daddy Pig
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yes! Peppa Pig! You know what? It's such a fun show to watch and I, I can't tell you how many episodes I've watched. My daughter absolutely loved Peppa Pig when she was younger And Let me tell you, it's I think important to a lot of kids that show right there So much so to this granddaughter that she decided when her granddad was going on vacation that he didn't need to be alone. She didn't want him to be lonely, so she packed the whole family. Uh Uh-huh. Daddy Pig, Mommy Pig, George and Peppa all made it into his luggage. He had no idea until he got to his destination and then you see he was visiting family he went to spend time with one of his daughters so as she's there she finds out what's going on you see this granddad has started doing a little project on this trip to make sure that he can put a big smile on his granddaughter's face when he gets home so hey take a listen to how it all went down I guys want to see the sweetest thing.
4: So my niece took her favorite toys and packed them into my dad's luggage. He has been making this story of all their adventures for her. And he's going to play it for her when he gets back.
0: So he's setting up different scenes of Peppa and her family with him on vacation. And it's just amazing. It's magical. It's going viral on TikTok right now. So many people are vested in this. And yeah, that lady you just heard from? His daughter. Well, she is. Um, <laughs> she's got her work cut out for her because he started directing her, helping her, uh, helping him with the project. Here, take a listen. Some time in the pool. Now we're going to sunday while we dry off. I have a fancy meal here. We
1: better be on best behavior. It's the idea. I can't wait to go down on the beach later with them. Bring them out there. Bring a little like napkin. Lay them down and Georges are leaving the Airbnb today to go
0: to the resort. Pan out. Pan
4: out! I'm dying. Not you directing.
0: (laughs) So, she is going to have quite the little film to watch when Grandpa gets back home. How cool is that? I had to share it with you. (laughs) Those little toys are making their rounds. I mean, by the pool, having an expensive dinner with quesadillas, going to the beach. It's just, it's magical. (laughs) The things that grandparents do for their grandchildren, right? They spoil them rotten. (laughs) Here's Mac Powell with new creation right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. On your 88.5 JFM, making your day better and hopefully put a smile on your face. Lean, cut, ripped, jacked. (laughs) All these are different terms we use for physique. Yeah, you know, there are some people who really spend a lot of time at the gym. We're talking about hours and hours every week. And they have an amazingly impressive physique, right? With six pack abs, yeah, chiseled muscles. It's crazy, I I follow this guy over on TikTok. His name is Jay Cutler. He was a Mr. Olympia bodybuilder years ago. This guy, I mean, was massive, huge muscles. But you know, that's not necessary to stay healthy. You don't have to spend hours in the gym, but how much should you spend in the gym? Well, here's the deal. First off, you don't have to go to the gym at all. No, a little exercise goes a long way. And right now, experts are saying, that as little as 11 minutes a day may save your life. Yeah, Uh, 11 minutes a day of moderate physical activity can lower the risk of heart disease, stroke, and a number of cancers. And we're talking about exercises that aren't even too vigorous. Something as simple as a brisk walk counts. Yeah, dancing, biking, playing tennis, hiking, all those are good examples of moderate exercise, even Playing with your kids and your grandkids, actively playing with them for at least 11 minutes a day can improve your overall health and give you a longer life. Yeah, what do you think about that? If you want to add a little bit more, say 11 more minutes, that's going to increase a little bit as well. So around 22 minutes a day of moderate activity results in even lower risks of death and heart disease and cancer and all the bad stuff. So I just wanted to pass it along to you lots of times we have this idea that we need to spend all this time in the gym every day but that's simply not the case a little exercise goes a long way so i just wanted to remind you of that hey there are multiple opportunities for you right here in our own community to get that exercise in especially right here in gunnersville where the studio's at we've got this amazing walking trail with a gorgeous view like gunnersville i mean come on So much fun stuff you can do out there. Walking the dog and then, come on, uh, spending some time with your kids, your grandkids, doing a little something out in the yard to get your heart rate up a little bit, a little exercise, hey, that's a win-win because you're spending time with the kids and grandkids and you're prolonging your life just by being active. So I wanted to pass it along to you. Hey, it doesn't have to be hard to get that exercise in every day. Let's make it fun, right? At that moment, instantaneously he belonged to us he had a name and he was known wow this is the end of a nine year journey of this loving couple who just wanted to start a family and it finally happened i'm going to tell you about the nine years that it took and when everything seemed like it was falling apart how it all still came together so stick around here's toby mack and blessing offer with the goodness Okay, I'm going to take you back to your childhood. Take you back to school for just a second. Dennis and Corita sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Dennis pushing a baby carriage. Yeah, that's what everybody thinks, right? That's how it's supposed to go. But for Dennis and Carita, that's not how it was going. It was a struggle. They loved each other. They got married, and they tried to start their family. But they were dealing with some issues, fertility issues for nine long years. They tried countless ways of getting pregnant, but it just wasn't happening for them. So they decided, hey, if we can't do this on our own, we need a little help. So they decided that adoption might be right for them. And you see, they're an Asian couple, so they were looking at foreign adoption until they found out that there was this baby that's about to be born, an Asian baby that needed a a family. So they're like, yeah, we'd be open to something like that. So they set everything up and then it fell through because you see this biological mother wanted somebody in her family to adopt her child. And so they kind of gave up on that dream. They were trying to look for the next opportunity, but then they got another call and said, hey, this adoption is falling through. There's nobody to take this baby. Are you still interested? You better believe they said yes. And they took a trip that led them just north of Fresno, California, the longest nine and a half hour trip, Dennis says, of his life because this journey started nine years ago. And as they got to the hospital, they were rushed in to meet their brand new son everybody knew what was going on and it was an awe-inspiring kind of thing but it really hit this couple when they walked into the room and they were handed this little boy and they said at that moment instantaneously he belonged to us he had a name and he was known they decided to call him jacob and they say all those prayers and all that waiting was for him We would have never on our own written the script for us to be here. What a privilege it is in a smaller way, in a human way, to live out some of the truths of the gospel, they said. Wow, to be known, to belong, to have a family, and to see God grow your family, that's huge. That's something that a lot of people long for. And for them, they just couldn't biologically do it. And you know, it's no fault of their own. They just couldn't make that happen. So they found an alternative, and now they're one happy family all together. (laughs) And I had to pass this story along to you because maybe you've been in the same boat. Maybe it's been that way for you. Well, maybe, just maybe, adoption is the right path for you. It's worth checking into, right? Yeah. (laughs) And hey, if it's not adoption, maybe bringing another child into your home for just a little while, is a solution to your problem. Maybe you're longing for that togetherness, that feeling of family. Well, you know, there are foster situations that you can find right here in our community. There are kids who need loving homes. If not for forever, then for just a little while. So I just wanted to make sure you're aware of that and let you know there are options out there. All right, back to the music that you love. Saint Real and Francesca Battistelli with Won't... Let Me Go, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show, on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. Just a reminder that God gave you that job for a reason. He placed you there to be a light and to use your talents for Him. You're Jesus' hands and feet. Remember that you work to further the kingdom, no matter what your job title is. Let that fuel you today. Let that be the truth you're standing on. Here's Leanna Crawford. Losing a pet is one of the hardest things that we have to go through in this life because they bring so much joy to us. I can remember my boy Max. Oh, we had him for almost 11 years. He was an amazing dog. The best boy ever, let me tell you. But toward the end, he wasn't living life to the fullest. He couldn't. And he crossed what everybody calls the Rainbow Bridge. But did you know the origin of the story that we get the Rainbow Bridge from? Well, it's something that's recently been found out because the author of the poem has been so elusive for decades, but she's finally been found. And wait until you hear the story of how she came up with the poem of the Rainbow Bridge. I'll share it with you coming up after Zach Williams and Heart of God. They rely on us for everything, to feed them, to take them to the vet, to make sure they're taken care of, to clean up after them. And yes, when they make messes, sometimes begrudgingly, we have to clean them up. But it's something we gladly do because we get so much out of this relationship. Yeah, the relationship you have with your pet. I know for me, my dog Max, well, we had him for almost 11 years and He would get beside himself when i get home from work he'd be wagging that tail so happy to see me (laughs) and there's just something about how he had this extra perception of when things were off because he'd make himself just a little more present during those times to make sure he was available for you know a cuddle session because every now and then he needed that (laughs) and we had all kinds of nicknames for him Yep, how about one, uh, see, yesterday I was telling my daughter Grace, we used to call him Harry Snotter, because he's hairy and, you know, his nose is always wet, so Harry Snotter. <laughs> We'd call him Rooter, Tooter, Pooter, Scooter, we call him Maximilian, Maxi Boy, Maximus Prime, all these different names, because we loved Max, and I know you love your pet too, but dealing with a loss of a pet is so hard. For some kids that's the first loss that they ever experience and you know it really has an effect on you well it really did for this lady but let me tell you whenever you're going through the grief of a family member a furry family member well lots of times the vet will give you a little something to help and it is called the rainbow bridge it's a poem but here's the deal nobody has known where this poem comes from the is unknown. 25 different people have tried to claim the copyright, but each one is not the correct one. You see, it took an art historian searching this out. Took him a while, too. He started back in the 90s, but recently finally found out who wrote the Rainbow Bridge poem that's given out by all these veterinarians here in the U.S. and over in Britain and really around the world. There's just something about this poem that encapsulates this whole experience of what your pet really means to you. Well, he finally called a lady who's now 82 years old. She's a Scottish artist. Her name is Edna Klein Rieke and (laughs) he gave that phone call and said, Hey, are you the author of the rainbow bridge? And she answered, how on earth did you find me? You see, back in 1957, when she was 19 years old, She was grieving the loss of Major, her Labrador retriever. She says, he died in my arms. And her mother told her to write down how she was feeling. She said, it just came through my head. It was like I was talking to my dog. I was talking to Major, she says. I just felt all of this and I had to write it down. So she did. And she would give little copies without her name on it to friends and family that were going through the same kind of grief but it wasn't until all these years later that we finally find out where the poem comes from and if you've never heard it in its entirety i would like to read it for you it's not going to take long here's how it goes just this side of heaven is a place called rainbow bridge when an animal dies that has been especially close to someone here your pet goes to rainbow bridge there are meadows and hills for all our special friends so they can run and play together There is plenty of food, water, and sunshine, and friends are warm and comfortable. All the animals who've been ill and old are restored to health and strength. Those who were hurt are made better and strong again, like we remember them before they go to heaven. They're happy and content, except for one small thing. They each miss someone very special to them who had to be left behind. They all run and play together, but the day comes when one suddenly stops and looks into the distance. His bright eyes are shining. His body shakes. Suddenly, he begins to run from the herd, rushing over the grass, his legs carrying him faster and faster. And when you and your special friend finally meet, you cuddle in a happy hug, never to be apart again. You and your pet are in tears. Your hands again cuddle his head, and you look again into his trusting eyes. So long gone from life, but never absent from your heart and then you cross the rainbow bridge together. Now your word of life. Today it comes to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation of the Bible. Be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. Wow. You know what, when you couple those two together, it almost doesn't feel like they go together. This courage and this strength and standing firm with love but that's how God wants it. So can you take that challenge? Can you embody all of those feelings at the same time? Yeah, if you can, well, your day's getting a whole lot better, that's for sure. Hey, why don't you share that word of life with somebody today? We've got it ready for you on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, and it's always at the top of our website, 885jfm.com. Hey, that's a place to go to listen to us whenever you're away from your radio or outside of our listening area. It's real easy. Just click that On Now button, press play and you're good to go. Right now, we've got Birmingham hanging out with us. Also, some other places right here in Alabama. We've got Gunnersville and Albertville and Boaz on the stream. We've got Joe Modis listening from Palm Coast, Florida. I hope you're having a great morning so far, sir. And then we've got Helsinki Finland hanging out. Hey, whether you're listening to us on the stream or on the radio, I just wanna make sure that you understand, we're thankful for you. You're, you are a part of our story of almost 28 years of reaching not only North Alabama, but this world with some amazing good news. Thank you for being a part of it. Here's Cody Carnes with Ain't Nobody. Why is it sometimes us guys, we're just so bullheaded, we won't listen to the lady in our life because we think, well, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Sometimes we learn that she really does know what she's talking about, and we should probably listen a little better. More often, (laughs) I got a story for you coming up. It's a local story, too. It's probably going to make you chuckle just a little bit. So stick around. We'll get into it coming up shortly. Right here on the Lifeline Morning Show sometimes i think us guys would do very well to just listen to the ladies in our lives they know a little something about stuff and sometimes we think we know better but who are we i mean come on really seriously sometimes we, we learn our lessons don't we mm-hmm. yeah I, I think that was uh bud williams uh-huh uh you be the judge though i'm gonna let him tell you the story <laughs> take a listen to uh to this
1: we left here one day going brown fishing, and it was real hot in the daytime. The man went with me. His wife said, y'all don't need to go out in this mess. It's going to be a storm in this city. We didn't pay no attention to her, and uh, we hooked the boat behind my truck. We went on down there anyway and put the boat in. Mm-hmm. We was determined to go brown fishing, you know, anyway. Yeah. And uh, we went down there and put the boat in. We unloaded Warnton, right there at Warrington's Pier. Mm-hmm. Went to the left of them, went on the bridge, went up the honeycomb. Yeah go, You know where Gold Island and Honeycomb's at? Yes. It got lightning and way off, and uh, we just kept right on fishing. I looked up and said, God, take care of us. Watch over us. Let us enjoy the rest of the evening. And about that time, it started raining, and we broke a rib in the front of a aluminum boat that we had. We was hitting them waves so hard coming across that water, mm-hmm. trying to get back to the landing. And there was another two guys in a big old pontoon. said, if y'all can make it in that little tub, we can make it in this barge. And they followed right in behind us, and they went. They went right on to the landing. So if God wasn't watching over us, what was
0: it? <laughs> wow. Y'all got out of there just in time, huh?
1: And that was an interesting story, now. Yeah, it was. We got back to the house, and this man's wife said, "I told y'all, y'all shouldn't have went out in that." Said the baby have to have sent all three of y'all to Tuscaloosa to the nut house. <laughs> and I told y'all, y'all, y'all didn't need to be out in that mess. We'd praise you get lightning struck. Yeah. And if lightning would have run them rods, them fiberglass rods, mm-hmm. it would have probably killed all three of them.
0: Yeah. You know, I think the moral of this story was you should have listened to that little lady, huh? sometimes we have the best intentions and we think we know what's up you heard bud saying i think god will just keep us safe and let us enjoy the rest of this this afternoon but here's the deal i think maybe god was in that warning from that man's wife from the very beginning saying don't go out there it's gonna storm you don't need to leave but nope they were determined weren't they so many times we get in that same boat don't we Mm hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we need to just listen. We need to listen to those little urges. We need to listen to the lady in our life because she knows a thing or two. I'm just saying, ladies, I'll, I'll give it to you. You know what you're talking about. So can us guys, can we just do a little better? Can we listen a little better? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Hey, we're all learning these lessons together, right? <laughs> We cross paths with some pretty amazing people in this life. But the only thing is sometimes those people are only in our lives for a season. And then it's like years later, you're at Walmart and you see this person and it's like, Hey, they have a familiar face. I think I know them. You've all but forgot them. And they were really important in your life at one time, right? Well, I'm going to take you there with an actor who hasn't seen the man he acted with in 38 years in person. Well, he finally. Was able to get back in touch with him. And it was a magical experience and one you might have heard of already. Maybe not, though. Stick around, I'll couple that with a little movie news and uh, we'll have some fun here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Okay? Stick around. We'll get into it next. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me today here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I want to talk a little bit about how we bump into people who were really important in our lives later on. And it's like we've almost forgotten them because, you know, the Bible even says things come in seasons. So I can see how that could happen. But I want to tell you about one guy who hasn't seen a coworker in 38 years. That's a long time. The last time they saw each other was in 1984. That's a while back, right? They worked on a movie together. You might have heard of it. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yeah, Harrison Ford. He's the iconic Indy, right? And then you had the little guy who stole the show. Short round, right? His actual name is Jonathan K Kwan. He's a Vietnamese American actor, and he has not seen Harrison Ford for that long. Well, an opportunity arose where the two could get together again. And you know what? Jonathan was a little taken aback. He was kind of hesitant to go ahead with this meeting because he's kind of nervous. He's like, will he even remember me? <laughs> that kind of thing. But uh, hey, I think it all turned out just fine. Take a listen as he's telling Stephen Colbert on his talk show. I
2: haven't seen Harrison Ford in 38 years. So I was scheduled to attend an event called D23. And, uh, and I was told that Harrison Ford was going to be there. And I was in the green room. And the room was just crowded with, with, with people. And I was looking around the room, trying to see if I can find him. And my assistant came running up to me and says, Harrison Ford is just right outside the green room. And I got really nervous. My heart was pounding. And, uh, and he says, do you want to go see him? And I said, of course I want to go see him. 15 feet away, I saw him talking to Phoebe Waller-Bridge. And as I get closer, he turns to me. And he takes one look at me. And all of a sudden, he has that classic, Harrison Ford grumpy look, like this. And he raises his finger, like, then it at me. And I got really scared, because I thought he, you know, he's thinking I'm a fan. He's going to say, don't you get new me, right? But instead, he says, are you short round? And immediately, I was transported back to 1984, when I was a little kid, looking up t- to him, and I said, yes, Indy, and, uh. And, and he says and he says he says come here come here posed me in gave me the biggest the warmest hug
0: uh, and we chatted for a little bit how cool is that they finally got to get together after all these years pretty cool stuff oh and by the way he was asked would you be open to doing another Indiana Jones, to getting together with Indy again? He said, of course I would. I'd love to do that. That'd be like a dream come true. (laughs) But hey, that guy has really been tearing it up in Hollywood here lately. We hadn't heard from him for a while, but I don't know if you heard about this other film that happened this past year. It was released. um, It was Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Believe it or not, it's got a writer-director that has ties to Gunnersville. His parents actually live here. Pretty cool, huh? And they actually picked that guy Jonathan K Kwan for one of the main roles in the movie and it has been tearing up the awards scene getting nominations at the Oscars and oh it's good stuff so a little more entertainment news for you if you want to see the latest installment of the Indiana Jones franchise you're gonna have to wait just a little while longer it's supposed to release June 30th of this year it's called Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny so we'll see how that all plays out but between now and then You need some more great entertainment, don't you? How about another kind of movie? I hear it's really good. My friend Kevin Ray with Ray Electric said, hey, this thing is amazing. The name of the movie is The Jesus Revolution. Yeah, and guess what? It's playing today at Lucas Cinemas in Albertville. So you can go check it out. Kelsey Grammer's a part of this and I was floored when I saw he was part of this, but he also has been interviewed and said, hey, this movie touched me. It's likely one of my best my best acting roles, one of my best performances of my career. So I've got to see this movie myself. It's called Jesus Revolution, and it's playing at Lucas Cinema today at 1.30 and 2 and 4 and 4.30 and 6. You can go to their website and find the, the playtimes. But anyway, just wanted to make sure that you knew about that. But how cool is that? Bumping into somebody from your past, not seeing them for 38 years, and picking right back up where you left off. That's good stuff right there. It's the beginning of the season. You're like, Stephen, what season are you talking about? Spring? No, not spring. Not yet. No, there's a little-known season. Only those of you who know an educator in special education know what season this is. And let me enlighten everybody. It's IEP season. That's right. It's the time when all these kids' IEPs are revised. They have new goals. They have all their standards in place, and they have a new goal to hit for the next year, right? So teachers are frantically putting these things together in preparation for the IEP meeting, when everything will be signed and agreed to, and then that plan is put into place for the next year. My wife is in the beginning of it right now. She got one written yesterday, and because they're having e-learning today, between the time she has to... uh, serve her kids well she's writing more ieps while she's taking care of our daughter who's at home today because they're e-learning in arab city as well so she's at home writing ieps and helping grace to do her stuff too it's it can be quite a lot but specifically for special education teachers during this time of the year if they seem a little more frazzled than normal that's the reason why but let's talk about teachers in general for just a second You know they have so many people relying on them every single day yeah they've got to be on like all the time have you ever thought about what happens when a teacher has a bad day is it as easy for them to kind of i don't know just call it a day and go home no not at all i've got the perspective of one of them here her name is miss gibson and she's got a thing or two to say about having a bad day as a teacher and i'm hoping to some of you teachers who are at home today, serving your kids through e-learning. Maybe you're listening to the radio. Maybe you can relate with this. But for all of us, it's it's good to see the perspective of where a teacher is coming from. So take a listen to this.
3: Here's something in teaching we don't talk very much about. It is almost impossible for us as teachers to be allowed to have bad days. In some jobs, you can just disappear into your office and not talk to people. In jobs where you do have to talk to people, you can kind of just fake it through the day. We can't. Our kids know. And often we don't know we're about to have a bad day until we're actually at work, which I'm sure is true of many people. But once you're actually at work as a teacher, it's really hard to leave. It's going to be difficult for them to find a sub. It's going to be difficult for you to put together sub plans. So we plow through. But that is so hard. I have a raging headache today. It's not fun. But I know I'm not sick, but it's making me grumpy. Not the kid's fault. No one's fault. But I didn't start teaching until I was 30. And so I remember what it was to have a bad day out in the world and in other jobs and be able to just turn to my co-workers and say, hey, I'm having a bad day. That does not work in school. So to all of you teachers out there who are not having your best day and maybe even having a bad day, more power to you. You're not alone. Thank you all for doing the good work.
0: All right, your word of life today, it's a good one. It comes to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verses 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation of the Bible. The only thing about this word of life is trying to figure out how to balance these two things. Here, I'll, I'll explain. It says, be on guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything with love. So having courage, being strong, standing firm, being on guard, and still loving at the same time. That can be a rough balancing act, can't it? But it's worth the pursuit. If you will apply this principle in your life, I can guarantee you your day's going to get better. And hey, why don't you share it with somebody too? Maybe even use it as a conversation starter to share your faith. We've got it ready for you in image and in video form on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. And it's always at the top of our website, 885jfm.com. All right, back to the music that you love. I got We The Kingdom. And God so loved right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. Those of us from around these parts know this all too well. And for those of you just getting acclimated to Alabama, you haven't quite seen the football season yet. But we get pretty excited about it around here, especially, well, now that I know that there's, there's a big piece of news that is circulating right now about the upcoming football season about one sports commentator that's been missing in action recently and um yeah i'm going to share it with you coming up next so stick around you'll be hearing a familiar voice on the radio sometime very very soon (laughs) you can't get here fast enough waiting for football season right yeah we'll see we'll see if the alabama crimson tide can pull it off this year maybe get another national championship but There'd be one guy calling the shots. If you're new to Alabama, you'll find out quickly that you have to declare a side. Either you're for the Auburn Tigers or you're for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, yeah. It's just something about that song that just, it makes me feel good. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have the Auburn fight song. My bad. My bad. My bad. Roll Tide, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> I have some news to pass along to you. There is one sportscaster who is finally going to be back behind the mic this season, and it's none other than this guy right here.
1: The celebration begins. The players running on the field. The coaches throwing their arms skyward. And the Alabama Crimson Tide has won its 14th national championship, and despite what the calendar says, for Crimson Tide fans, Mardi Gras, the season of celebration, is officially underway.
0: (laughs) Eli Gold, he's going to be back in the booth this football season. Yes, I love that iconic voice. You know, he's been a part of that program since like 1988. He's been around for a while, an iconic voice, a, a Hall of Fame sportscaster. This guy knows what he's doing. Well, he had to take 2022 off because of health concerns. He was battling some pretty rough stuff, including cancer. Yeah, back in September, he said, I want to thank everyone for their well wishes and prayers. After extensive testing, I've now been diagnosed of a treatable form of cancer. I'm already making progress and hope to get back behind the mic. Again soon. Roll tide. Yeah, well, it was just announced recently that he is planning on being back in the booth this football season. Really looking forward to that. You know, sometimes I would rather turn on the TV and mute it and then turn on my radio and find Eli Gold on the radio and let him call the plays because he's just so good at doing it. So anyway, I just wanted to pass it along. And by the way, I I can't I cannot stand Gary. Gary Danielson on CBS, whenever Alabama plays there, oh, I can't stand that man's voice. So I'll gladly mute it and listen to Eli. <laughs> He's had a really good fill-in, by the way. One of the uh, basketball announcers has been calling football this past season, but Eli being back in the booth is going to be a very welcomed thing. So I just wanted to pass it along. <laughs> we get kind of crazy about Alabama football around here, and to each their own. It's either Roll Tide or, or Eagle, right? All right. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I got some great music for you. Hope Darst, If the Lord Builds the House, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM.
4: I built my own game, but the walls couldn't stay.
0: One of the biggest points of contention in a church has to do with the music and the sound system it is the age old problem how do you satisfy everybody make everybody happy with the way that you mix the music the selection of the songs all of that it is just oh, it's so hard sometimes because people always have opinions and if you volunteer at church you know exactly what i'm talking about i came across a guy who has a pretty good grasp on it and he's got this idea of how to fix those problems so stick around i'll share it with you next First, here's Blessing Offer with Believe, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. It's the one thing that everybody has an opinion about at church. If you have music at church, then people have an opinion about it. From what music you're playing, whether it's contemporary or maybe it's traditional. In fact, some churches have separate services altogether based on what kind of worship they have. Is it more hymns, Red Book hymnal singing, or is it more contemporary? because you have different generations in your church and you're trying to make sure everybody's happy, but sometimes it's just not possible, especially for those who don't have the separate services. You try to balance out, and that's up to the praise and worship leader to figure out that balance, to keep everybody happy. But there's one thing above all that that really gets a lot of opinions, and that is the sound. The person in the sound booth, are they mixing it too hot? Is it too loud in there? Is it not loud enough? Can you not hear enough of the singers? You hear more of the instruments? Is the bass too hot? What's going on? (laughs) It's one of those things that if you go to church, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I came across this guy who's got a pretty good handle on the sound side of things. His name is James Attaway. I don't know if you've ever heard of him before, but I want to play a little clip that he posted over on church front and that's an amazing channel to follow over on tiktok by the way church front so here take a listen to what he has to say about the sound problems at church
4: we have to develop a common language for what it is that we're trying to achieve with our worship services what does in your face mean with a mix give me a number or a statistic or a spl meter reading that says okay this is in your face what does big feel like what is too loud when someone comes up to the sound booth and they always come up to the sound booth and say it's too loud what does that really mean does it mean that there's a drum kit in the same zip code and they're grumpy about it? Or does it mean that the vocals are way too far out in front because your sound booth is back on the ball and you can't hear them clearly so you push it up? And now it's like, is it the bass levels? Do they just not like feeling bass but other people do? So when we identify common language for the way that we're talking about all these things that have to do with feelings, The way our audio mix comes across, the way the arrangement of the band is put together, the way that the lights come together, all of those contribute to feelings that we have a hard time putting concrete language on. So the clearer we can get with the objectives that we have with language, we can point a picture for our team. What do you
0: think about that? Makes a lot of sense to me. Using the right kind of terminology, determining what you want to be in your sanctuary, how you want the mix to be, let's use language that really conveys what we're trying to achieve. And then let's find ways to actually measure that. So maybe we can cut down on more of these opinions, people saying it's too loud, it's too soft. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things. Hey, I just wanted to pass that along to you. And again, that guy's name is James Attaway. You can even look him up over on YouTube. He has a lot of tutorials uh, for anybody working in the sound booth at church. And I know that there are so many volunteers who help on every Sunday morning. Thank you for what you do. You help make the service go off without a hitch. And I know you get a lot of blowback from people at the church who are saying, it's too hot, it's too... I know, I know, I'm sorry. But keep up the good work, okay? All right. Hey, this is going to wrap it up for me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Please stay weather aware today as we got some severe, potentially severe weather heading in our way. Right now, it's about to cross the uh, western well, the state line coming into Alabama. So just wanted to give you a heads up on that. If you don't already have the WAFF 48 First Alert weather app, you probably want to go ahead and get that. Give yourself a little extra line of defense when it comes to staying in the know with the weather out there. Also, wanted to make sure that you know, I also put this uh, show together as a podcast. After the fact, at about 10.15 this morning, you can go to our website, 885jfm.com, and click the um, the Lifeline podcast button. When you click that, you're going to be taken to a page of just, the podcast from this show, you can uh, find today's right there at the top of the list. It also goes to Apple Podcast and to Google Podcast later on in the day. So if you'd like to subscribe, you totally can, and I'd love it if if you do that. Maybe share us with a friend. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have the best weekend ever. I'll see you right back here on Monday from six to ten for another Lifeline Morning Show. We'll have the Carline competition going and have a blast. All right. I can't wait. Now have the best weekend ever, and I will see you then. Keep it locked in here. To eighty eight five.